With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and welcome inside The Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Happy day before, 4th of July. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon in for Dan and the Danettes today. I mean, at least I think it's the day before 4th of July. My Twitter limit is I, I, can't, I can't refresh anymore to see what day it is. So I'm, I'm going to rely on – just going to fly blind, I think, Mike, for the rest of the show and the think, rest of the day today. I think this is finally my, uh, my notice to just move on from Twitter. I'll get so much free time back, you know. I'll, I'll be sitting at a doctor's office and you scroll. You're waiting for dinner to finish, all right, scroll. Waiting for the kids as they finish a practice or whatever. You scroll. I, I don't have to do that anymore. I can go find something else. All those shows that I can binge watch uh, off of my, the apps on my phone. I, I can move on to that and maybe be slightly more productive. You know, and, and that that's the funny thing. Because we got, we got big NBA stuff to get to here as we're waiting for Dame and, and, and James Harden. Well, we're not really waiting for James Harden. I'm waiting for James Harden. We're, well, I'm ho- I'm waiting for Harden hoping he doesn't sign with my team. Knicks, that's kind, Knicks, that's Knicks, kind of what I'm Knicks, at. Yeah, stop. Don't put that out in the atmosphere. Come on, stop. it's a holiday weekend. No, I'm no. trying to give you presents, man. No, no, no. no. I got I got Dante DiVincenzo. I, I, don't need, I don't need James Harden. I don't need James Harden and his underachieving self. I don't need that. But the, the whole thing I was thinking about this today, uh, um, last night, is that here's a big time with free agency and Twitter and everything else going on. And this whole Twitter limit thing goes on, like, right in the middle of free agency. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, hey, I wonder what happened. I went, wait, 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 I can't, wait, wait, wait. I've been scrolling to try to find out who signed who or what's going on with Damian Lillard. And what's go- wait, now I can't anymore? I can't, I can't do this? I keep scrolling? Whoa, I mean, that is really bad for our business, man. Like any sports fan, <laughs> wait, what do you mean I can't scroll anymore? I can't, I can't, oh, no, I want to see if my team is winning. I can't follow the Mets because I can't, I don't want to click too many times because I'll click too many, no, 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 I, I can't do it. It's really bad for our for our business or for sports fans no. where it's like I, I want to get on and, and scroll and so we want to see developing stories and you know it's the same way for politics too is as developing stories happen you want to see news that goes on but now now it's like no 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 can't do it can't do it I would say this the one thing that I appreciated from it right we're on air on Friday and then as we get into the weekend this this chaos ensues was also a hey you know sometimes we could go backwards Without giving any spoilers, I went and saw Indiana Jones last night. It hit the right spots for me. Felt a little nostalgic, but you've also got some 
some fun where you're like, all right, good, bad, ugly, you know, thinking about past stuff. In this case, it was, how did we used to get information? Oh, yeah, those old websites that I used to traffic. I haven't been to you. Let's dust you off a little bit. Let's dust you off, blogs. See what you've got for me, as opposed to, you know, relying. I mean, and this is a, a great lesson, I think. And, and, you know, we had it in the pandemic and you had uh, all of these things where you, you just sometimes have to go back to basics. Some of the creature comforts, some of the things you're used to uh, and conveniences went away during that process. Do we ever want to relive anything like it? Hell no. But from a digital standpoint, for a moment, you know, just going back and taking the hourglass and flipping it over uh, and going back onto websites and blogs and trying to do prep for the show I did yesterday with Dan Beyer and, and reading the latest. Yeah, it was a bit of a throwback as opposed to the crutch that Twitter has become. All right, now, while I appreciate your holiday, uh, Ready holiday. Player One, let's just go backwards. I, I get, But no, no, no. I'm getting stuff up to the moment now. I'm not going back to anything else less than that. I don't want that. No, I, but no, the wait. other stuff is, is in the these, moment as no, well. No, no, no. You give, I don't want to wait 15 minutes for a website to have something when I need it, when I need it 15 minutes before. No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm used to a certain style. I'm used to certain things. I'm used to comforts of, oh, I can get on. I can get this. I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back. No, I, it's like but, if I had if I had a car that had the best air conditioning in the world yeah. and I'm driving around, that's great. But they decided, hey, you know what? Because of some reason for chlorofluorocarbons or f there's a Freon shortage, I don't know. And it's something they say, it's, oh, hey, uh, guess what? All the new cars now, yeah, the, the air conditioning is not going to be easy. We're going to go back to what it was like when you had to roll the windows down. No, no, I don't want to do that. No, I, I, I'm not going to do that. I, I, I feel like that's – and that's the step we're going here with Twitter. Well, I don't how much do, do I save on that car? I don't want to go back. In in it's, today's car market, that might not has actually be the worst thing. <laughs> you try to price a used car lately? Try to look at a new car? I mean, it, it's not a pretty world out there. But but to your point, yeah, I know I'm not I'm not saying I want everything rolled back. You know, the old, you know, the good old days aren't always good. Tomorrow ain't as bad as it seems to go steal from our guy William Joel, the great philosopher out of New York. Uh, but it, it is to me from the Twitter side, the immediacy and the, I've got to constantly keep scrolling because with what we do for a living, Jason, you could speak to this, you know, Jonas, who was just in here, Frostberg, you know, Nick on, on the updates with us, like all of that, like, yeah, we want it immediately. Cause it, especially when we're in our window and it's about time to yell or in the hours proceeding as we're prepping. But when I'm out and out and about, I, I like the idea of, you know what? I've got my rate limit exceeded. I don't need to think about Twitter for a little while. Although it annoyed me on Saturday because I was trying to post about money in the bank. I was fired up with all the twists and turns, the return of John Cena. So there you go. It. See, you wanted to post and you yeah. couldn't. Now, and now, you know I what? Know. I got over it in about 35 seconds. I go, yeah, I guess that's not working today. How many Let's just sit back and enjoy the show. How many times can I check Twitter this morning now to find out if Damian Lillard's been uh, signed or traded somewhere? How, how, how many times? Well, well, I, I don't want to not be able to click on it. Like how many? How many times? Like how many stories could I scroll by that? Oh no no, I'm gonna hit my limit. I can't do it. Can't do it. Can't Buddy, it. you know oh, the, gotta make sure. we've got to have an intervention for you on the addiction <laughs> of Twitter. Okay, I because we can't be because like, remember you, know, you can get got by the insiders. 
Remember before the draft, yeah, you a lot of no, betters, a lot of us in the media, we got got because of a certain insider who works for a sports book who put out a, a bad tweet and screwed everything up. So you can't believe Twitter. Even the guys that are supposed to be your most trusted best friends, they screwed you over too. Yeah, but I, I feel like I can aggregate pretty well, and I, I get when something's real. Oh, and when isn't. you, you don't want to go can, into the aggregation I, I, business. I, I, a lot I, I of guys think I do understand. That. I don't want to. I don't want to be ninety minutes behind. Hey, you know, Damian Lillard just got traded to the Knicks. When it happened like three hours ago, but I, I, I exceeded my Twitter limit, so I couldn't get it. Uh, so we promised to click on Twitter and and uh, and, and figure out so so you know uh, if anything happens during the window here on the show. Uh, but Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, in for Dan and the Danettes today. As NBA free agency rolls through, this is why there's so much attention on Damian Lillard. And first of all, I'm extremely happy because I'm just so happy that finally Damian Lillard said something. I, I can't tell you for the last three years, Mike, every offseason has been the same. It's, oh, if only Dame could get to a better team. Oh, if only he could get there. Oh, Damian Lillard's not happy. How do we know? Not from Damian Lillard, but we know from other people. And he wants some changes made. And then nothing happens and Damian Lillard goes back. So it couldn't have been all that bad. No, but then I'm going, going back. In. Oh, same thing again. Uh, the two years ago, oh, Damian Lillard might not be happy oh they should trade him he should want and he says nothing throughout the entire time then it's oh he really wants Jason Kidd as his coach oh he's unhappy oh maybe he's not going to stay and he stays and I, and this year you know me we talked about this I'm done like you sure. say you want out or that's it or you stay in Portland forever right because every year is the same thing you threaten like you might quit you're kind of like Russell from from almost famous oh I might leave you don't want to you just hang that over our head that you might leave that you might so either stay or stay in or you want out. And when he when when we got the statement, Damian Lillard wants out, and he said, I want out, and the Blazers say, we'll try to accommodate, I was like, thank you. At least now we know. At least now he's finally said, oh, hey, I want out. And you know he was upset about doing it because he's going back and forth and trolls on Twitter who are saying, oh, Damian Lillard screwed over the fans and everything. What do you mean? What did I do? What did I do? Dude can't stay away from social media. So you know that he was on, didn't want to do it, and, and finally threw Three years after it was, he probably should have gone in the first place. He finally said he's out. So now we're going to get a resolution. At least I hope we're getting a resolution because right now nothing's happened and we don't know where he's going to wind up going. He's got preferential uh, destinations. The heaters is his number one place to go. And uh, I'm hoping it happens. It's not just a whole bunch of weeks of like Kevin Durant with the Nets where I want out. Well, there's no trade. And now suddenly, okay, I'm back playing. So I'm, I'm hoping at some point, but I'm just glad that now it looks like this Damian Lillard, this cycle that we keep repeating over and over and over. Now it's over and now he wants out and now he'll be a difference maker someplace else. He took to Twitter. This is one that came through on my account, Smith. Uh, quote, it's in my blood to take the high road. I'd love to hear what fans are turning on. Have I misled them or anyone? Fill me in. Well, you had you always had plausible deniability because everything was back channeled and anonymous of his level of contentedness uh, with the organization, et cetera. Even going back to last week, right? As it was all right, if they can put together moves to make this thing work, they go and give Jeremy Grant this grant giant contract. Is that ink dry? Is or is he going to get spun off now because they're unhappy? Like, there's a there's a lot that, that still rolls on with, with Portland. If, if Dame gets traded, does Grant follow him back out the door? I mean, did he sign in good faith? Or did he? Or did Dame get his guy the bag and the biggest bag he could get before saying, yeah, I'm done. Congratulations, Jeremy. I took care of you. I'm out. Right? I mean, it's all of that. But, you know, to 
for for Lillard, yeah, I mean, we've always heard the rumblings, but the outward statement was of loyalty, the love of Portland, whatever. And some fans will decide it's done. Look, it's the natural life cycle of a superstar in today's day and age uh, because of what you've seen so many others do, what they've achieved, how they're perceived, etc. And loyalty is a, is a tricky word, right, in terms of what have they done to put you in the best position to win. For him, by finally this going public and him deciding he wants out, well, now it changes the math and changes the poker on him. Now there's expectations because it was always Dame in Portland. He could take him as far as he could take him, and it's never going to be seen as a failure. It's going to be a, oh, did you see what he did with that undermanned Portland squad? So just so he's recognizing the rules of engagement for him and how the poison pens will be uh, administered change quite a bit. Now, the reason that that he's he's such a big deal and like everything's about Damian Lillard is because look at what we've seen in free agency so far is that we've seen a lot of okay like that's kind of what it is mm-hmm. we've seen a lot of okay like what did the what did the what did the Lakers do I like what the Lakers did we'll get to that but the Lakers basically brought everybody back and they added Gabe Vincent okay you know the Knicks brought everybody back they basically traded Obi Toppin for Dante DiVincenzo the Golden State Warriors brought Draymond Green back, right? The biggest names in free agency. Kyle Kuzma staying with Washington, okay? And Fred Van Vliet goes to Houston. No moves have happened by themselves that have been, hey, guess what? Now you're a complete bleeping title contender, right? None of that's happened. A lot. There's been a lot of let's stay the same, let's grow what we have, and I think that might be enough, that another year of everybody playing together for longer is going to work. The Lakers thinking, hey, let's have a whole season of our guys because when they played together uh, the last half of the year after the trade deadline, we were pretty good. There's been a lot of kind of, okay, okay, okay. Lillard's the one guy that can flip the script, that, that can take a team and go, hey, this team's pretty good, and now, hey, maybe now we can win the title. And, and, and that's why there's so much attention. on That's why James Harden, I don't really care. James Harden's <laughs> a big name, and wherever he winds up going, hopefully it's not my team, wherever he winds up going, it'll be a big headline. It'll be a, but is he really going to impact the, the game as much and, and his team as much? Because you've seen the last two places he's been at, they haven't won. They haven't come close to winning, but yet James Harden is still great. No, James Harden is kind of a guy now. He's really good one out of every four games. But Lillard is still young enough, going to be 33. He's got probably three-ish years left to be the guy he is, he's the guy that's going to take a team from, hey, we're feeling pretty good about ourselves to, well, now now we're at the top. We're in the top five NBA title odds now because we add this guy. That's why there's so much attention on him. And the big question is going to be, hey, is Portland going to be really pissed? Are they going to be, are they going to say, hey, you've been so great for us, Damian. We really appreciate what you've done. And wherever you want to go, you tell us. We'll make that deal happen. You want to go to the Heat, we'll send you the Heat. Or is Portland going to say, screw you, man. You want, we're taking the best deal. I don't care if that's with Houston or I don't care if that's with the Pacers or the Pistons. That's where we're going. So, you know what? Good luck. You want to trade final? That's going to be the big thing because, I, you know, looking at all this, I want to go to the Heat. I want to go here. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't think the Blazers are going to suddenly just go say, yeah, Dame, you know, you've been so great. We're going we're gonna to send you this parting gift out the door. I don't see that happening. Yeah, I mean, they've already made that statement, right? It's we got to look out for the organization. We love you, but all right, this is where we're at. So just real quickly, yeah, the Heat's odd change from 14 to 1 to 9 to 1 or 10 to 1, depending on the book that you're at. And to your point about reloading, 
last couple of title teams were were teams that had built internally and grown. You look at Milwaukee, what they did and what their decisions were this offseason, right? Bring back Lopez. He was going to be a mid-level guy. Not so fast. Here's $24 million a year. Uh, and Chris Middleton. And then you have Denver. So uh, losing Bruce Brown, we'll see what that does rotation-wise. But, yeah, to your point, uh, it's all about continuity. Maybe the change, the the worm has turned, as it were, Jason Smith. Mm, telling you, man, this is going to be really interesting. Wait a minute. I'm with the Pistons now? Oh, man, it's not where I wanted to go. I did not want to go. Now we're going to win 20 games. Oh, I'm, wait, I'm in, I'm in Washington with Kyle Kuzma? Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's not going to be any good. Oh. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike, it's Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon is our show at night. We're in for Dan and the Danettes today. Uh, so more on Damian Lillard, James Harden, and all the big news in NBA free agency. But coming up next, John Paul Morosi stops by. MLB Network Insider. We got the all-star rosters. We got the snubs. We have the trades to expect as we get into the coming days leading up to the trade deadline. Keep it right here. This is Fox Sports. Radio. You've heard CEO Howard Makler of Innovation Refunds explain how they've helped thousands of small businesses with their ERC tax refunds. The ERC is the employee retention credit. If you own a business with more than four employees, you could have money waiting to be claimed. Innovation Refunds is dedicated to helping businesses owners navigate the process with their team of independent tax attorneys who are experienced in understanding ways that different kinds of companies can claim tax deductions as a result of the pandemic. The ERC is not a wasteful government program. The tax Tax credits for small businesses are helping the American economy. So far, over 90 billion ERC tax credits sustained 1.3 million U.S. jobs and 135 billion in U.S. economic GDP. Go to innovationrefunds.com. That's innovationrefunds.com to see if you qualify. You could be on your way to receiving money for your business. There's no upfront charge, and they don't get paid unless you get paid. Call 1-843-REFUNDS, that's 1-843-REFUNDS, or go to innovationrefunds.com, that's innovationrefunds.com. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., 
and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio, it is the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon in for Dan and the Danettes today. The vehicles are all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at MBUSA.com slash EQS. That's MBUSA.com slash EQS. Well, baseball pretty much hitting the halfway point the last couple of days. Got the All-Star game coming up next week. We had the selections. We had the snubs. We're wondering what's happening with the Dodgers after losing two out of three to the Royals. Joining us now on the hotline, no one better than MLB Network Insider. You can also check him out as an NHL Network Insider. He does double duty. He's on Twitter at John Morosi. It is John Paul Morosi. JP, what's happening, buddy? How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. Happy 4th of July week. Happy Canada Day to our uh, listeners north of the 49th parallel as well. And uh, great to be with you today. So, uh, I, I, have you exceeded your Twitter limits? Are you going to be able to tweet breaking news if someone uh, it gets traded, or are you going to wind up up against the wall and say, I have nowhere to put it out? That's a great question. I'm currently <laughs> evaluating how I'm going to handle this. It's probably going to be one of the, the great trade deadline matchups of, of 2023. It's not just the Dodgers versus the Giants or the Yankees versus the Red Sox. It's the MLB insiders versus the Twitter rules. And so uh, we will try to find a way to disseminate our, our news through whichever uh, linear channels, social media platforms may exist. But I, I suppose this is true. When I woke up at the winter meetings in December and had the Aaron Judge story and wanted to share it, I shared it on Twitter. So I have to to thank Twitter for that, but now I have to reflect on how my routines may perhaps evolve uh, in due time. Back white to smoke. Uh, bull white horns smoke. and uh, sandwich boards. Yeah, no, white smoke, just like a new pope. Hey, is it white smoke coming from Morosi's house? There must be, right. must be well, a trade. He's I, I, got. I'll say this. I am, I am, as I give this public service announcement to all of us here on the 4th of July week, I am a fan of the handwritten note. Now, the handwritten note is not necessarily the best way to break news, because it does take some time to be shared. But uh, I, I do believe in both the very rapid communication of Twitter news, which, listen, I've very much enjoyed for more than a decade, uh, but I also believe in the simple joy of sitting down to write a letter and mail it from the post office. That is one of the coolest things I think that we've got going in 2023. Still really cheap, as much as people complain about the That's rising exact, prices there. I had that conversation with my brother the other day. <laughs> you can put, you can, if you're in Augusta, Maine on this beautiful morning, if you're in Augusta, Maine, and you want to share a note with someone in Honolulu, it'll cost you less than a dollar. And someone's going to actually pick it up from you in Augusta, Maine, and take it to Honolulu for less than a dollar. 
What a deal that is. No, that's it. If I were to tell you, you could take that note and send it to Honolulu this morning, who would be the list of top snubs and guys that got jobbed based on great first-half performances in Major League Baseball? Well, and and I I appreciate the question. Very creatively constructed, Mike, as you always do. (laughs) And and what I would say is we we do, in its own way, the, the snub conversation is its own form of recognition. Sure. So if, if you are the, the player that maybe barely gets onto the team, you probably get celebrated on shows like this less than the guys who should have been named and weren't. And so thus I begin by recitation. I believe that Wander Franco should be an all-star. I believe that George Kirby of the Seattle Mariners should be an all-star. And – for sheer entertainment value and also performance, albeit in a small sample size, Ellie De La Cruz needs to be in this game. I know he's only been there for the last several weeks, but my goodness, has he been fun to watch. The way in which he has arrived with a flourish, it's for the cycle, starring all over the diamond for the Cincinnati Reds, a first-place team. I believe that Ellie De La Cruz, or if you want to – also make the case for his fellow rookie, Matt McClain, I think that's another great choice. So I'm, I'm a big believer that the Reds are underrepresented, as are the Diamondbacks. They, they, yes, they do have three All-Stars there in Corbin Carroll, Zach Gallen, and Lourdes Gurriel Jr., but I believe they could easily have a fourth in Cattell Marte. Telling you, JP, we talked about it last week, the phrase Ellie De La Cruz and LMVP. Watch out. Watch out. Yes. I know everybody, everybody loves Ronald Lacuna because every, every day I get Ronald Lacuna is only 85 home runs and, and 45 stolen bases away from being the first 100-100 guy in baseball. I get people like him, but Ellie De, he's got that it factor, and the Reds in this story cuts through the clutter. Watch out, Ellie De La Cruz. I agree, and, and listen, it, it's certainly going to be a challenge for him to make up all of the numbers, and when you think about Acuna, we'll have six months of baseball, and Ellie will have four by the end of it. And so how great do those four months have to be to override what Ronald has done in six months? That's going to be a tough task. But as someone who's been a voter, I certainly believe that Ellie could get votes on a lot of ballots. And part of the reason is if the Reds win the division, he has to be one of the big reasons why. You could also argue Matt McClain, as I mentioned earlier, but but a couple of rookies have changed this entire team. De La Cruz and McClain, you've got to credit Nick Crawl for, for the work that he's done in, in bringing in um, names like Jake Fraley. Uh, T.J. Friedel was an undrafted free agent. Uh, so it really is a unique and unheralded roster. And now I would say, a storyline for all of us to watch across Major League Baseball in the next several weeks is how winnable both central divisions are. And it may well be that as we see the teams approach the August 1st trade deadline, the teams that make the big splash are those that win each of those divisions, the AL Central and the NL Central. So with all of that rolling on, let's come out to the NL West and the Los Angeles Dodgers giving uh, a couple of games uh, away this weekend to the Royals. And, uh, well, panic is ensuing in the streets of Los Angeles, JP. How do you calm them down, or what needs to happen uh, to allay their fears as they gluttonize this holiday weekend? 
they need to trade for a starting pitcher. And I know that uh, that question uh, well suggested by our man Justin Frostberg, but I, I think that we've got we've got to find some answers for this Dodgers pitching staff. They lost Saturday's game, started by Julio Urias, and they started Sunday. They lost Sunday's game, started by Tony Gonsolin. This is not the same rotation that got them to and and through a World Series championship in 2020. Um, they're they're just not that deep. This is, to me, and, and we, we talk a lot this time of year about NBA free agency and trades, this is like an NBA star-driven team with a handful of stars, but not a lot of depth. They've got four all-star position players, Betts, Freeman, J.D. Martinez, and Will Smith, but the second half of the lineup is not as deep as it was when you had Jock Peterson in his prime and Kike Hernandez in his prime. They miss Justin Turner. It's not the same group. And I think pitching-wise, Clayton Kershaw is an all-star. But by now, there should be one or two of the younger guys who are as reliable as Clayton, if, if not as great as Clayton, but just reliable as him. And, and that next generation has fallen a little bit short. It's still a really good team. Still a playoff team, in my estimation. But... When you're in Los Angeles, the standard is, are you a World Series contender? Are, are you able to match what the team did in 2020 or, or by making it to the World Series as they did in 2017? And, guys, I just do not see at the moment the same level of depth on the 2023 Dodgers that I did in 2017, 2018, or 2020. Well, I'm glad you bring this up, JP, because I think this is where you can say something and I can say something. We can help everybody out because I've been given permission – uh, to negotiate this trade. I know the Dodgers have $90 million lying around, so I can make sure, I can deliver them Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer. I mm. for, just, if they have that money, I can deliver them, I can get them to the airport and get them to Los Angeles, get them out from under the disappointing Mets, and I can get them there and everybody's problems are solved. Wow. Uh, I, I'm going to save you the phone call <laughs> and say that on, on behalf of Andrew Friedman, and the Los Angeles Dodgers, my response is, no thanks. No thanks. There's just not uh, – the, the production of that, of the, of that duo uh, is not matching the amount on their paychecks. And, and while Verlander was much better last time out, we just haven't seen collectively what we need to see from the Mets. Who would have thought, by the way, that after all the spending of the offseason and almost getting Carlos Correa as well, that the Mets would have one all-star, one, and that all-star would be Pete Alonso, selected by Major League Baseball. Think about that. Not a single fan or player elected all-star on the roster, and it's Pete Alonso who certainly will be there to also uh, compete in his event, the Home Run Derby. So it is a it is a startling change, and Jason, as you know, uh, Mets fans are not the kind to just say, okay, well, maybe it's not going to work this year. We'll just check back with you next offseason. And, and until then, we're just going to relax and, and focus on the Jets. That's not really what's happening here. <laughs> well, that's so what there's, Jason's there's, trying. There's going to be a lot of conversation, Jason, right now about, about this team, as you well know. And there's not a lot of uh, alternatives. I, I still think that you may see some front office changes after the season is over. And, 
you may even see some roster changes before the trade deadline. We've heard, at least based on public commentary, Steve Cohen is much more open-minded than his Padres counterpart, Peter Seidler, to changing course in the coming weeks ahead of the trade deadline. Got the Padres in there because they're the other uh, West Coast uh, large uh, failure, I guess would be the kind way to put it. JP, uh, what can what can they do or will they do? Or do they just say, hey, we've got the bats, eventually they wake up and we can push ahead here? Or are they doomed uh, for a failure of a season after spending as well? Well, I, I think they are doomed. I really do believe that for the, for this season. Uh, it's not doomed in the big picture, but I, I do believe for the purposes of winning a World Series in 2023. Again, this is where... I take a step back at the trade deadline, and it's important to judge every team based on the preseason spending and expectations. And both the Padres and the Mets were supposedly all in it to win it this year, the World Series, period. And and it's so interesting, and I think we will be seeing a, a change in this perhaps in the offseason coming up. Now, obviously, Shohei Otani is probably in a separate category. But you see the way the Mets have struggled. You see the way the Padres have struggled. And and even the Yankees, to an extent, although it's not Aaron Judge's fault, he's just been on the injured list. And you start to wonder to yourself, is this really the best path for a team to spend that much? Um, the Padres, to me, while Peter Seidler has said that they don't anticipate a, a, a dramatic change, of course, if they're still five or six games under 500 at the deadline, don't you have to move Josh Hader? Don't you have to move Blake Snell rather than risk losing them for nothing? I, I just think for me, it's a very clear plan that at least the guys that, that, are, that are on expiring contracts you can trade them without changing the fundamental course of the franchise. The franchise-changing path would be trading Juan Soto, which I don't think they're ready to do yet, but objectively they should probably be considering because let's take the big picture. Look at this. The Nationals traded him a year ago because they didn't have him signed long-term. Guess who still doesn't have him signed long-term? The Padres. And so unless that changes, the fundamental underlying reason for why he became a Padre in the first place still exists as a potential motivating element to consider moving Juan Soto somewhere else. So um, while the Padres don't seem ready to make moves yet, to me, gentlemen, it is an inevitability that teams will be calling them about Hayter and Snell, and my recommendation would be that they should listen. All right, JP, so those are the disappointing teams, right? Those are the teams you're kind of selling on. Who are you buying on for the uh, second half of the season? The Reds. The Reds are a good ball club. They really are. Uh, And and they're a team that probably needs a little bit more starting pitching. Uh, I think the Orioles probably need the same. But in general, I I love stories of emerging teams that, that have done it the right way. The Baltimore Orioles are going to be well-represented both at the All-Star game and the Futures game. They have one of the very best farm systems in the entire sport. Uh, We've already seen a number of their players, most recently Westberg, show up to the major leagues and make an impact. I really like the way they've built their team. And, And while it may be a challenge for them to catch up to the Rays, 
in the regular season, they may well be, and feel free to clip this up, Justin, and, and keep it for October, the Orioles may be a better playoff team than the Rays because of their dominant bullpen. So I, I like that team with one more starting pitcher. The Baltimore Orioles, for me, could make a lot of noise in the American League playoffs this year. And then I think out west, I also like the Diamondbacks. Uh, Corbin Carroll, what a great story he's going to be getting to start in his hometown of Seattle at the All-Star Game. I mentioned Cattell Marte, Florida Scurriel Jr., really well-constructed roster there by Mike Hazen and Ami Al-Sade, uh, their top baseball officials. So well done by the Diamondbacks. The Reds, what a great story they are. We talked about L.A. De La Cruz and Matt McClain earlier. And then the Orioles as well, very much a homegrown basis. So those three teams, I believe we will all see them in the postseason. You can follow him on Twitter at John Morosi. That is at John Morosi, MLB Network Insider. JP, as always, buddy, appreciate it. Happy 4th. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds great. And I will let you know uh, if and when there's an Alex DeBrinkett trade in the NHL. We'll talk about that as well. <laughs> See you, buddy. Have fun. All the best. All right, there goes John Paul Morosi. Uh, I got—I'll give you a big bowl prediction, Mike. Because look, those teams are all very good. We see—we've seen the Reds and the Orioles. It's like the '70s again. The Reds mm-hmm. are good. The Orioles sure. are good. The Dodgers are good. You know, it's kind of fun. The Yankees are are somewhat good. The Blue Jays. Yeah, it, it's kind of fun seeing that happen. But um, I'll tell you what: the Orioles are going to win the AL East. I mean, everything the Rays have done so far this season—they were the best team for the first you know, 80 games of, of, of the – or the first 70 games of the year by far. No one – they jumped out to a lead. Everything was raised, raised. Look at their run differential. It's plus 157. Everything they did, and the Orioles are three games back. Everything they did, and that's where the Orioles are. O's are going to win this division. They're going to they're gonna come up in the second half, and you're going to see them pull away because it's all their young talent all coming through. They are this good. They are built for the everyday. We're not going to get too high, get too low. For a young team to go out and win machine-like like they do, that's pretty interesting, and that's, that, that's a mark of a really good team that's getting good way before it's supposed to. 15-1 to to win the AL pennant. Let's go. Mm. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, Jason Smith, Mike Harmon in for Dan and the Danettes today. Owning a Mercedes-Benz EV isn't just extraordinary, it's extra easy. With full remote access to your vehicle from your phone via the Mercedes Me Connect app. The vehicles are all electric, the feeling is all Mercedes. The choice is all yours. Learn more at MBUSA.com slash EQ. That's MBUSA.com slash EQ. So we're waiting for Damian Lillard. And again, we're going to refresh on Twitter when we can. I don't want to hit my limit, so I can't tell you what happens. Uh, we're waiting for Damian Lillard. But the other player we are waiting for an NBA free agency. Is he worth it? That's next right here. This is Fox Sports Radio. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon. In for Dan and the Danettes today. I just learned Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you earn. That's right. Everything you earn is doubled. The cash back from trips, restaurants, all doubled. Seriously, though, see terms. Check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. So coming up in a few minutes, we'll get into what the Lakers have done in free agency. I believe they've signed 11 more players in the last five minutes. I can't refresh on Twitter, so I can't really check like I used to. But, um... We're waiting for two big dominoes to fall in free agency. We're waiting for Damian Lillard. We talked about that earlier in this hour. And we're waiting for James Harden, which honestly is more of a headline than it is a a, a huge deal because, first of all, I don't know that any team really is a James Harden away from anything. Not this version of James Harden. And when you you throw in the Adrian Wojnarowski report uh, from yesterday that the Sixers are drawing a line in the sand and they want a big return for James Harden. Like, how long is this going to take to play out? It could go out into summer league and maybe into the fall with with moving James Harden. But I, I, I don't get where suddenly Harden is so desirous. Like, it's not like he helped bring the Sixers to the conference finals last year and they fell a step short of winning the NBA championship and boy we got to bring this back with with James Harden or or another team says boy we got to go get James Harden and 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 make sure because he's a missing piece you've watched him the last two places he's been not be the same dynamic player he was James Harden one out of every four games in the playoffs like what we're used to him from he's kind of he's kind of a really good role player now Right? He's kind of a really good support I shouldn't say role player. He's kind of a good support player, right? The guy's going to start, play a ton of minutes. But in the end, he hasn't. He didn't elevate the Nets to anything. They had to move on. He didn't really elevate the Sixers because where were they? They lost in the second round like they do every single year. They didn't elevate the Sixers. It's a very difficult time for me to say, yeah, I want to go all in and get James Harden, especially when, oh, the Sixers want a lot in return. Seriously? You want a lot in return for this guy? Wait, so 
How is this going to actually happen? I don't see it. I don't see teams saying, yes, teams doing it for Damian Lillard, 100%. Absolutely. I know Harden did shoot pretty well from deep last year, but he's, he's scoring 20, 20 a game now. I mean, there's there's 90 guys in the NBA that score 20 a game. He's not that dominant 30-a-game scorer that, that he was where now I can affect everything. I mean, you've seen teams that brought him in to be the missing piece, and what happens? One team got broken up, and now another team is looking to move on from him. So I, I, really, I, I don't get the love for James Harden. I get it's more like people looking at the back of his basketball card going, wow, man, he's been really, really good. Let's go make a trade for him. <laughs> it's funny. We are just actually talking about some cards here in the studio as we uh... – we get rolling here on a holiday, holiday, holiday weekend. A lot of sorting uh, for me and looking at the back uh, back of cards, including a guy like Harden, 21 a game, 44% from the field, did uh, hit well from three-point range, six rebounds and four straight years of at least 10 assists. Can still fill up the box score. And, uh, you know, my favorite Toby Keith song, now that he's performing again, we could talk about it. Not as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was, that you're hoping you have more of those than not. And if he goes to the right situation where you've got other superstars who step forward when he doesn't have a 35-point night in him, then it all works. But when he scores nine uh, when you need him most and goes Randy Van Warmer, look it up, kids, uh, and, and the, the game leaves you when you need it and he's not shooting the ball effectively or at all, right? Nine field goal attempts uh, as they're ousted that it fails. I know you're trying to do the best you can by Embiid so as to not get him salty because, remember, you eventually had to part ways with Ben Simmons. You got better than you probably should have since he's not finding a court anytime soon. But as you're watching parts, he eventually he's the guy, next guy to raise his hand, and he's usually pretty outspoken to say, what am I even doing here anymore? So I get you're trying to do a solid by him, but in the interim, you know, what's the marketplace look like? You've got an expiring contract, so whoever's bringing him on, is he a piece, he's a rental player? No, right? Because he's going to want uh, a three- or four-year deal uh, as part of all of these negotiations and, and and the flow of the information, right? That's going to be the demand on his side, and the Sixers don't want to be left holding the bag when you were, in theory, so close to the end game. No, and I'm putting it at no, no, no for my team. No, 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 Nick no, no for James Harden. No, stop. Stop doing that. Come on. Stop doing that. He and no. DiVincenzo. It'll no. be great. No, no, no. Look at – listen. We I mean, I know DiVincenzo. he didn't go to UConn, but it's okay. It, does, it, it, does, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. UConn, Villanova, we'll get everybody. We'll get everybody. Uh, no, no. I, you know, Damian Lillard, great. We can make that move. Yeah, we, we got some uh, flexibility. Yeah, da- no, James Harden, no. I'm not putting it out there in the atmosphere. I'm not putting it out there. You're trying to put it out there. It's no, no on there. James Harden. Every yeah, time no, I it say was no, already no, out no, in the no, universe. No, no. This is no, nothing it's not. new. It's not really. No, it's not. No, it's not really. You, no, you're trying to make it happen. You're trying to make it evaporate and, and come from out of thin air. No, it's not happening. No, I'm not doing it. It's I'm okay, buddy. It. It's no, okay. No, 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 no. I mean, look, no. We, he can be an honorary Villanova guy. No. And it'll be okay. No. no. Because the only thing where I could say, well, it would be as if they trade Julius Randle, and that's not going to happen. So well, I mean, the salaries match up. Trade. I don't want James Harden. Yeah, but the I, we, salaries match up. See, I mean, you could put it into the trade evaluator, and it's gonna—it's a nice, easy e- solution right there for you. You get rid of a guy that's been vexing you uh, for the next one. 
Now, look, I get that's how the Knicks probably used to do things. Should we make this trade? I don't know. Let's put it in the trade calculator and see how it comes out. Oh, no, we need more. It's like a fantasy trade. Oh, no, 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 I need more. I put it in the trade machine. It says I need more from you. I can't just take this. It's more Uh, just the psychological side of it for this point when you start bringing Harden in. I mean, I, I get that's how it, but no, no, stop doing it. Stop, stop. Whatever mind games you're trying to play right now, just stop it. It's not, he he's not going to the uniform, though. He's not going to the, let's push him to the Clippers. I'll push him to the Clippers for you. That's fine. Because him and Paul George that and Kawhi Leonard. Too. Oh, I want to see that. That I want to see. Him and Westbrook, that, that. let's go. Let's do it again. <laughs> uh, what about the Lakers? What about other big moves in free agency? We got it for you next right here, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon in for Dan and the Danettes today. Owning a Mercedes-Benz EV isn't just extraordinary, it's extra easy. With full remote access to your vehicle from your phone via the Mercedes Me Connect app, the vehicles are all electric, the feeling is all Mercedes, the choice is all yours. Learn more at mbusa.com slash eq. Well, we've seen a lot in free agency so far, and we have a lot that we're going to see. Joining us now on the hotline, nobody better to break it down, Fox Sports 1 analyst. Check out his On the Ball podcast. In fact, his most recent On the Ball podcast, it is an hour and a half on how the Knicks, after signing Dante DiVincenzo, are now going to win the NBA championship. Rick Buecher, please explain in detail with that for me, please. Did you say the NCAA tournament? Or did you say the <laughs> Because I would go, I would go with the former, having proved that with that 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 trio of Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart, and Dante Divincenzo. But um, they'll win the Big East this year. The Knicks no, the will big win the Big three. <laughs> the other one, unless you and the, unless you're adding James Harden, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, okay. Okay. there okay. it okay. is. Stop, stop. my guy, Rick Buecher at stop. Rick Buecher. Let's go. Stop putting that in the universe, okay? Stop putting oh. James Harden to the Knicks out in the universe. Please oh, stop doing come that. on, come on. Knicks fans are they're they're riding a little too high. We add, we have to add a little pain and torture <laughs> to, to the. Right. Point. Uh, and and adding James would certainly do that. All that, oh God, it's just it's it's you know the the what creates a tornado is cold air and hot air meeting, right? <laughs> and that would essentially be what you would have with all that good vibes from Dante and Jalen and Josh and that great chemistry. And then here comes James coming the other direction. You'd uh, tornado, hurricane, whatever it would be. It would be a it would be some sort of natural disaster, and I'm here for it. Oh, I got to send yeah. you a bottle of your favorite now. That's the best. Thanks, Rick. He's a meteorologist yeah. now, Rick. Is that, well, we and he tormented fronts. you. Yeah, high-pressure fronts, high-pressure fronts. Sure. Yeah, I do what I can. <laughs> all right, so so Sir, with James Harden, how, how does this end up? Like, we've heard reports that it may take all summer. What happens yeah. with him? Uh, look, generally, invariably, players get what they want. So if he's looking to go to the L.A. Clippers, and the L.A. Clippers are looking to, uh, much like the Golden State Warriors, those are the two teams that had the highest payrolls in the league last year. We have a new collective bargaining agreement coming in that's going to be incredibly punitive, not just financially, but just in terms of being able to to build your team. Uh, it, It limits all of your exemptions and, and, and ability to sign players. I, 
I would not be surprised, and I probably if I was if I was betting, I would I would bet that he winds up with the Clippers. You know, it's going to be a matter of what is going the other direction. Um, but that's another team that could talk itself into um, trying it out for a year with with Harden, then seeing where it goes. And he wants to go back. You know, what troubles me is he wants to go back there because that's where he's. From and uh, there or or Houston until Houston kind of uh, said no thank you and that can that always concerns me when a player is more interested in uh, lifestyle than what the capability is that of that team in playing for a championship and how he fits in it so I don't put Damian Lillard going to Miami in that category although people have a have a great impression of Miami being the place, you know, the, the South Beach and all that. And I, I'll never forget Brian Grant, uh, the former uh, Blazers power forward, played for the Miami Heat. When he went down there and met with Pat, Pat gave a tour of the arena, and there's windows that look out on South Beach um, from the arena. And they stopped and they admired the view, and Pat said, yeah, you're not going to be spending too much time there. Um, <laughs> that's that's the way they operate. And if you think, like, well, players can, you know, they, they, they go wherever they want. No. Pat Riley has Miami dialed. If you're not, if you're showing up in the wrong places, he's going to know about it and you're going to pay for it. Brian Grant, one of my favorites to watch, no question about it. But you mentioned Portland. Dame Lillard is now asked out. Uh, one, did he help get that bag for Jeremy Grant as a thank you before asking out? Uh, and the other, does he get to his desired destination of the Miami Heat? Yeah, I'm to answer the first question, yes. Uh, no doubt that uh, Jeremy got paid because the Portland Trailblazers knew it was a prerequisite to having any chance of keeping Damian, but uh, there was also, hey, I, I want you to add Draymond Green. And not only did they not add Draymond Green, but they didn't add any replica of Draymond Green. So I, I and I think on some level, I think on some level, Damian might have known how difficult it was going to be to build a championship team uh, this summer for the Portland Trailblazers, especially after they didn't trade the number three pick. And I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm not all that upset with the Blazers in doing what they did, but um, I, I, there's a lot of posturing going on. Look, this is the perfect time for them to pivot. As much as I think that the Miami Heat could use Lillard, he is about to turn 33 years old. He's going to get paid $50 million each of the next two years, close to, I think, average of. And then he, he's getting paid – darn near $60 million the two years after that. And so if there was a time for the Blazers to pivot uh, and rebuild, this was it. And so I'm not mad at him leaving, um, and I'm not mad at, uh, at the Blazers for using that number three pick on, on Scoot Henderson. But um, whether they're admitting it publicly or not, this is, this is something that needed to happen on both ends. And again – other than Donovan Mitchell not getting to New York, um, invariably players end up getting where they want to go. Uh, and I would fully expect that at some point uh, we're going to get an announcement this summer that Damian Lillard is part of the Miami Heat. 
Rick Buecher with us here. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon in for Dan in the Den. That's today. All right, so last week we had like we had part one of our Lakers conversation. You said, hey, yep. I like what they've done so far. You know, they, they, they signed 47 new players and, they, you know, they brought in Gabe Vincent. But yep. you said, I have to wait until I see what happens with Austin Reeves yep. Yep. to give the final uh, yep. talk on this. So Austin Reeves is back, four years, $56 million. Where are you with what the Lakers have done? Uh, it's, uh, they've done as well as you possibly could. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed, especially the number that they got for Austin Reeves. $13 million per, when people were talking, it could go up as much as twenty. Um, Thirteen mil is a is, is a good number for him, um, but so I here's my question, and because I was surprised that it was thirteen mil, I was surprised that no one put an offer sheet out there. Now some of it was the Lakers made it clear that they were going to match anything, but you could still put a number out there that is going to to make it a little more painful. For them to get, if you were willing for the Lakers to blink and say no, we're willing to pay Austin Reeves eighteen, nineteen, twenty million. And I haven't talked to people around the league, but just kind of looking at his game, the one question that I have is, how much better is he going to get? Um, he was a revelation last year, and he's a very good player, and I expect that he would continue to be a good player. But he had he, he got to the free throw line last year more than Jalen Brown, Kyrie Irving, and Darius Garland. Now, is he going to be able to continue to either fool defenders or referees uh, in being able to do that? And it's a big part of his, his, his game and his cleverness. The other part that I now looking at the supporting cast, which I think is, although size wise, there's still a question in terms of matching up with the Denver Nuggets and, and, and any team that has any size at center is now all the pressure is on LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Now, can they, as a duo, if you're looking at the best two players on each team contending in the West, can they be better than Jokic and Murray? Can they be better than John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr.? Can they be better than Steph Curry and whichever other warrior you want to put as, as, their, as their second best player, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, whatever? That is going to be – now that's the, that, that's the next thing. So whereas previously it was all about Rob Palinka and it was about the supporting cast, now it's going to be can Anthony Davis and LeBron James deliver um and we shall see it was last year again was a surprise in that they were as healthy as they were um and still you could make the case that lebron kind of ran out of gas in the in the postseason but that's going to be that's where the pressure is now going to be on the lakers they have enough around them that that star duo is going to have to take them there Rick, uh, as we get ready for the uh hardened front moving eastbound towards New York. I want to see a whole weather thing when you're on speak uh, on FS1 uh, going there uh, or the Damian Lillard eventually getting dealt. Uh, do we have any other uh, potential for, for big time trades and, and Photoshopping guys into new uniforms? 
I really don't. At, at this point, I don't think so. I don't. Um, I mean, I think the, the the dust has pretty much settled. Other than, and you're being you're being a little bit uh, greedy here. I mean, we still have James Harden and Damian Lillard hanging out there to entertain us for <laughs> who knows how long this summer. And you're like, yeah, but 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 you know, what about Paul George? I like, want can't more. Can't you give me another like someone? Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I I think that's probably it. Um, now that Dylan Brooks has found a home, we've, we've, we don't have that third guy to, to be uh, bandied about. I say that jokingly. Good on <laughs> Dylan Brooks that he got paid. $80 million. How about that? <laughs> I mean, between him and Fred Van Vliet, that is, to me, wow. And you have all those young, those young stars in Houston. I'm really I'm fascinated to see how that works. And I mean, Fred is getting paid on a level with like Steph and Anthony Davis and good on him uh, for getting that bag. But man, dude's never been an all-star and he's getting paid like the absolute top of the league for the next three years. That there's, there's, there's a price to pay on the flip side of that, which is everybody expects you to play up to your contract. And Man, that's going to be challenging for Fred with that Houston team. Is that your biggest head scratcher so far in free agency? There's that. There's no no question about it. That was a lot. Look, they, Houston needed a point guard without question, but that is that is a lot of money. Good on Rich Paul. Um, you know, I that that deal. I'm I'm still. I'm still intrigued who they were who they were negotiating what what other options Fred had that prompted Houston to spend as much as they did. So now that all the dollars are spent whatever what what's the next column what's the next podcast head scratchers best moves Lakers in 20 or uh just uh how much uh, you're going to gluttonize over the holiday weekend. Actually uh, it, it's look <laughs> uh dude you know how it is I'm working this week, bro. Like, there's, oh yeah, I've got I've, I've got no time for gluttony. Um, what I'm well, we're about to hit free. Uh, we're about to hit the summer league, and yeah, Lakers and Heat uh, play at three o'clock today, Rick. You got to get out there for the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, and I'm curious to see like the hoopla around some of these guys, particularly Wembenyana. Like, I, I just we've set the bar so high for that kid, and I think mm-hmm. Tennant's to try to do everything they can to lower it uh, and lower expectations this year. But between two things, between Scoot Henderson, unless we're manana, but Scoot Henderson, Brandon Miller, all the excitement over, over some of the American players and the fact that we just got our, our clocks cleaned by, uh, by Turkey in, uh, in international basketball with uh, the uh, – what category it is in, but we got beat going away by, by Turkey. And we've talked about this uh, before about the, um, the rest of the world, not catching, not only catching up, but playing us, playing us even and passing us in some ways because of who we're seeing compete for MVP and winning championships in the NBA. Like there's a bigger story there in terms of, where our American talent is and where our understanding of the game is 
compared to the globally um, other teams. And so who knows? That's kind of deep. I don't know if I'm ready to take a deep dive, but that will be appearing in the podcast very soon as well. Along with your definition of a tornado with the hot hot air meeting the cold air. And, 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 and James oh, my. Uh, the beard. The beard <laughs> in Madison Square Garden. Or actually, the beard not Madison Square in, in Madison Square Garden because availability is always an issue. The beard on the sideline. <laughs> Suit up. All right. And there make sure Nick's is Big East favorites this year. All right? I, 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 they should be able to win it. <laughs> You know who the next coach is going to be? <laughs> former Jay Wright. Jay Wright. Jay Wright. Jay Wright. Just around the corner. <laughs> He's just hanging outside of Madison Square Garden. Tom Thibodeau was going, "What's going?" No, I'm just here to say hi. Just here to say hi to some guys. Don't worry about it. No, everything is fine. Don't worry. Exactly. Jim Jim Dolan walks in with Jay Wright, and Tibbs is like, "Wait a minute, what?" <laughs> Uh, take it easy, Rick. Happy 4th of July, man. We'll talk to you soon. Same to you guys. Thanks, buddy. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.